Chapter 5. The Nature of Our Self All experience arises within us, within awareness. We are like an aware screen upon which the movie of experience is playing and with which it is known. Just as the screen never appears as an object in the movie, we never appear as an object in or of experience. We can never be found or known as a thought, image, feeling, sensation or perception. And just as the screen is neither separate from the movie nor limited by it, we are not separate from experience, nor are we limited or conditioned by it. We are the colourless, unlimited, unconditioned, self-aware screen upon which all experience plays, with which all experience is known, and ultimately out of which all experience is made. All experience is made of our self, but our self is not made of any particular experience. Experience is the activity of awareness. This awareness is not a spiritual, metaphysical or enlightened awareness to which only certain special people have privileged access. It is the ordinary, intimate, familiar awareness with which each of us is currently aware of our experience, to which we refer when we say I or myself. Nor is this a description of how we might become if we meditate for long enough or practice hard enough. It is simply an attempt within the limitations of language to describe or evoke the presence of awareness as it is now and has always been, intimately one with all experience, but sharing none of its qualities, unconditioned, unlimited, infinite. The awareness that knows our current experience is not different from that which knew our experience 10 minutes, 10 days or 10 years ago. Our thoughts, sensations and perceptions change constantly, but awareness itself has not changed. As a child, we looked at the ocean and said, I see the water. Now we look around and say, I see the room. The water and the room are different, but it is the same awareness that perceived the water then and perceives the room now. Throughout the adventure of our lives, we have not changed or aged. We are always in the same pristine, ageless condition. Nothing ever happens to awareness. It is never changed, moved or harmed by any experience just as a screen is never stained or tarnished by the content of a movie. Awareness is always in the same transparent, luminous, spacious, welcoming condition. And just as nothing that takes place in a movie adds or removes anything from the screen, nothing that takes place in experience adds or removes anything from our essential nature of pure awareness. We are never aggrandized, or diminished by experience. We are always perfect, whole, complete, and inherently fulfilled. We never gain or lose anything from the drama of experience, 
The drama only turns into trauma when we get lost in it or become identified with it. Unqualified, unconditioned aware being shines in each of our minds as the knowledge I or I am, the feeling of simply being or the sense of being myself. Before what I am has been mixed with or coloured by experience. What is the nature of our self before it is qualified by experience? I am and I know that I am. In that simple knowing of our own being, there is no experience of having an age. In order to believe that we have an age, it is necessary to refer to thought. In the absence of thinking, we have no experience of age. Even in the presence of thinking, there may be the belief in time, but never the actual experience of time. There is just the current experience appearing now. Age is never an experience. It is always a concept. Without reference to thought or memory, we have no actual experience of having a gender. Gender is an interpretation of sensations and perceptions. It is not an experience. None of these are essential to us and therefore none qualify what we essentially are. The gender fluidity movement originates from the intuition that our essential self or being has no gender, even if, in most cases, the separate self has appropriated this understanding and used it to perpetuate its illusory identity in a different guise. Referring only to the knowing of being, there is no experience of shape, size or weight. These are also derived from sensations and perceptions. They do not give us any knowledge of our self. In the pure knowledge I am, there is no experience of age, gender, shape, size, weight, nationality, location, solidity, density or history. Before the I am is mixed with the content of experience, it has no form and therefore cannot legitimately be named. And yet it is our self. We are the awareness with which sensations and perceptions are known, in which they appear, and ultimately out of which they are made. It is only when we allow our essential self to become mixed with sensations and perceptions, and interpreted by thought, that we seem to become qualified by and limited to them. If we stay close to the evidence of experience, that is, close to the knowledge of our self, we experience no form within ourself. We are simply formless awareness. Even to say that is to say too much. But if we are to say anything at all about this, we must allow some concession to language. If awareness relaxes its attention from the objective content of experience, its awareness of itself emerges from obscurity in the background of experience. Awareness is without form and therefore has no limit. Just as the space of a room fills the room but is not limited by it, so awareness pervades the body but is not confined by it. Just as the space of the room is not generated by the four walls, 
nor does it share their destiny. So awareness is not generated by the body, and nor does it share its destiny. In awareness's experience of itself, there is no knowledge of birth or death. No experience leaves a trace on awareness, and nothing can harm, modify, or destroy it. Therefore, it is without fear. As the space of a room cannot be agitated by anything that takes place within it, so awareness cannot be disturbed by anything that occurs in experience. Thus, our nature is peace. And just as nothing that takes place inside a room adds anything to the space, Nothing that takes place in experience adds anything to ourself. We are inherently and unconditionally fulfilled. Thus, in the experience of happiness, we taste or know our true nature. It knows itself as it essentially is. In the Vedantic tradition, this understanding is expressed by the simple phrase Sat-Chit-Ananda. Sat means being, chit, knowledge or consciousness, and ananda, peace or happiness. Thus, sat-chit-ananda means to know your own being is happiness itself. Or put more simply, you are happiness itself. The experience of happiness is our being shining in the midst of experience. That is all anybody ever truly seeks. We are simply seeking our own being. Our being is seeking to come back to itself, to know or taste itself again, to recognize itself. Peace and happiness are not experiences that happen to us from time to time or that alternate with agitation and suffering. They may be eclipsed by the content of experience, but they are never absent. Peace and happiness are not even qualities of ourself. They simply are ourself. Every time we experience peace or happiness, we are experiencing the shining of our own being. 